Welcome to The Josh Ryan Show, a weekly podcast where I sit down and chat with highly successful digital entrepreneurs, experts, and creators to uncover their stories, secrets, and lessons that they've learned along the way to help you with your own projects. Let's get into today's interview. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, we have got Jeremy from Australia joining us, who is a graphic designer who has shared his expertise online to build a pretty awesome business. You've built a following of over 30,000 subscribers, 100,000 plus on Instagram, and you've got over 60,000 students on Skillshare as well. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, bro. Really appreciate it. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you got started um, in the whole entrepreneurship, graphic design. I guess you've sort of done two together, but yeah. yeah. What's your story? Yeah, man. Well, it all started back in high school when I first touched uh, Photoshop because I yeah. went to a, a technology high school. So I think that's where my passion for graphic design started. Um, you know, my mum was into music, my dad was into computers, so I sort of was in between there. I loved design and art and, you know, games and stuff. So I think that all led to me doing design. Um, then I went, ended up going to university. I actually failed my first two years when I finished. So I graduated in 2011. So 2012 to like 2013, I failed a couple of courses, you know, I was still, you know, messed up in my life. I was doing drugs and partying and all that stuff. So that's why I failed. But anyway, I, after I got over all that stuff, um, 2014, went to SAE college, did two years of Bachelor of Graphic Design. And then as I graduated in 2015, 2016, that's when I launched my business. And for me, one of the big influences was like listening to like people like, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, um, you know, Sean West, I eventually started to listening to like Christo, um, you know, I, you know, all those like marketing guys and business guys, you know, Grant Cardone and, you know, Ty Lopez, all those people, right. Whatever you think that if they're a guru or whatever, yeah. but, um, yeah, I really got encouraged to just like, you know, earn money and build a business because you're not going to become wealthy by working nine to five for someone else. Yeah. So I learned, it's like, no, you have to build passive income, multiple income streams. You have to build a business online. So that's got, what got me started. And I basically started in 2016 and that's when I launched my YouTube, my Skillshare courses, started doing digital products, you know, eBooks, um, you know, my social following. And I just built it from there, man. So that was sort of the, the start of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, some of them don't like them as much anymore, but a lot of, I'd say the majority of the online entrepreneurs have somewhat been influenced by Gary V, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez, yep. whatever, um, at least yep. getting people into it. Um, and then, so you just started sharing your skills you'd learned through university on graphic design mm -hmm. and just putting it out there in your own context. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, basically, man. One, like one of the things I learned early on from one of my mentors, I used to listen to Sean McCabe. He's known as Sean West Online. His um, mentors was Nathan Barry. Nathan Barry is the owner of ConvertKit. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So basically, one of his principles was teach everything you know. And you don't become an expert. You don't teach because you're an expert. You basically, you're an expert because you teach. So yeah. you, become, you build credibility and authority through teaching what you know. And so that's what I learned from them. And that's when I'm like, anything I learned from YouTube, anything I learned from my, from my degree, I'm just like, I'm just going to make a course and like teach it. And that's basically, it. and then I was just consistent from that because at the end of the day, all you have to do is know a little bit more knowledge than the beginner or someone else 
and you can teach something and, and it's going to help them. So that's, that was my mindset, man. And it really helped me. Yeah. And I think that's actually almost better if someone's only a couple steps ahead in some situations than you, because I feel like sometimes if there's a huge gap, sometimes the expert may forget what it's like to be at that position. They don't explain everything because they, they take a lot of things for granted and they almost assume, you know, um, whereas sometimes mm. going just that little bit ahead is, is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So were you working a nine to five when you started putting out this content or were you in uni started putting out content and went full time from there? So I actually started when I finished uni. So 20, so basically I graduated at the end of 2015. So like around November, December, and then I launched my YouTube channel in December. Um, and then basically 2016 was the main year for me. So I, I started doing my courses around August and my digital pro products about like halfway through the year. Um, but I was still living at home with my mum actually. So, um, I, I wasn't working nine to five. I was, I quit my job at Woolworths. Yeah. I think that same, I think that same year in 2016, I think I quit in July. Um, and then I just went like full-time design. Like, so I was already freelancing. I've been freelancing since like 2013, 2014. So I was making money in college. I used to work for Woolworths as like, a, I, was a, I was a checkout, you know, cashier person. And then, yeah, I quit that year. And then I was like making money from Skillshare, freelancing, some money from digital products. Um, I wasn't really making money from YouTube, to be honest. Yeah. It took me a while, like three, four years. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And then in 2018, that's when I got a part-time job. So not freelancing. This was like working for a company as a designer. Um, cause I got married in 2018. So basically worked there for a year and eight months. I quit in November, 2019 on that job. It was four days a week. And then I was doing like my social media and all my other stuff I was doing. And then I went full time, just like content creation, Instagram, YouTube, you know, and I was already doing courses and stuff. So I just kept doing what I was doing. And then it just kept like building and, and it just like, exploded and exponential growth just happened, man. So, yeah. And is that the courses on Skillshare that you host or did you originally sell them, um, through your own websites? I basically started as, as on Skillshare. So I didn't actually, I didn't want to do that because if I made it a separate thing, I knew I would have to do like, Facebook ads and, yeah. you know, I didn't really have a big audience. So I knew it would have been harder, harder. So for me, I saw the, like, why not leverage Skillshare's audience? And for me, one thing I noticed is that Skillshare pays a lot of content creators to promote them, especially on YouTube. So I was like, Skillshare is a platform that's actually, they have month, they have capital behind them and investments to put money into marketing and creators. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a smart investment later down the road. And that's why I chose um, Skillshare. Yeah, that's pretty clever, especially going in that early and, and getting a bunch of courses up and building up your audience. Um, I yeah. mean, I know we've talked about it privately. I've started trying to put some classes on there. Hasn't been the best yeah. for me so far, but um, okay. I can definitely <laughs> see those those of you that have cracked it, like yourself, like it's yeah. a pretty, pretty awesome platform yeah. uh, and a lot of value for yeah, the man. consumer as well for, what is it, $10 definitely, a month? Definitely, like it's yeah. an affordable price, you know? Like it's pretty cheap. Like you pay like what, 15 bucks a month or whatever. So if, like for the beginner, it's like good. Cause you get access to all these courses and obviously to like the entrepreneur, it might seem low ticket, but when you build it through consistency, that's, that's how I grew. Like I didn't make much money at the, the first two, three years. And so because I built all the, the, 
content and, and the students just grow over time. But it's good if you have one class that sort of goes viral a, a little bit. For me, that was a logo design class, man. So like, and I have 16,000 students in that one class now, Fair which is enough. a lot. Yeah. But that sort of catapulted me up. And then you basically get into the top 1%, which is the um, Skillshare Creators Club. And so basically you get a manager and that basically you do you get competitions and they support like all the top creators basically. And so I was blessed to get accepted into that and yeah. it's helped me along the journey. Ah, how would you, how would you then suggest other people, other say freelancers, creators, YouTubers get like, get the most out of Skillshare if they want to create their own classes and add that as an income stream? Cause I don't think many people sort of know too much about it. Um, or it feels mm-hmm. like people either know heaps or absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Um, to be honest, like anyone can become a teacher. It's like, it's an open platform, right? There's, you know, even if your quality is not that good, they still like let you to do it. They do like, you know, check the courses before they pub- you publish. But um, yeah, anyone can become a teacher. So I recommend focus on what something you're really, really good at. Like something you're very knowledgeable at, something you're confident at talking about and package that up in a, one to two hour class. It doesn't have to be long. Like it's not like Udemy. Udemy have like ten hour, twenty hour class courses. Your Skillshare is more like compact, more niche. You can teach about a technique you've learned. If it's like a creative design technique, um, or maybe it's just about SEO strategy or something. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. So make it very niche, compact, and just put as much value as you can into that. And um, and then yeah, and then obviously like. Promote it to as many channels as you can, whether you have an email list, a YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and just promote it. Um, and that's like what I recommend. Like just try and keep it focused and like don't try and, you know, overcomplicate things. Just keep it really simple. And I'm sure someone like you will get a couple of students in there and some people will find it because, you know, people always want to learn stuff, you know? Yeah, it seems like they've got a pretty good um, internal like SEO to it. I've even had like I've only had a couple hundred people, I think through my courses, which I assumed all came from YouTube, but then I've had a few people message me and they're like, I found you on Skillshare. And I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. How's uh, it happened? Um, yeah. Although the one Thank thing you. I will add for people listening, if they're trying to get into Skillshare, uh, when it comes to titling your courses, be very careful not to use too many um, like promise style words, like grow fast or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I definitely made that mistake and had a few um, <laughs> classes that got flagged uh, saying like oh, wow. grow fast in 2021 or um, <laughs> yeah, that, that Instagram growth stuff. Um, so yeah, have to, have to title them. They're a bit more strict yeah. with the yeah, community guidelines and stuff. They, just, they don't want it to be too like, you know, spammy or whatever you want to call it. Salesy, I guess like that. It's on it. Yeah. So you have to, reformat it from what you're doing on YouTube. You can go a little bit less clickbait, I mm-hmm. guess. Is um Yeah. And one one trick as well is like in the project section and resource section, man, what you can do is put links to like some of your products or your YouTube oh. channel and stuff. So you can get some, you know, cross promotion there. So like I have people, for example, my logo design class, I have an affiliation with Logo Package Express. Yeah. Um and basically I put that link, my affiliate link inside of that thing and I, I still make sales through that. Because people in the course are like looking at the files and then they, yeah, they click in and I make some extra extra money. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's what I try and do on YouTube. Um, and I think I've done it a little yeah. bit on Skillshare, but yeah, it's never really done heaps on Skillshare for me because I just haven't pushed those numbers through it of yet. Of course. Yeah. But, um, I can definitely imagine it. They, cool. they definitely add up uh, those. Yeah. 
affiliate links. And you still do yeah, client work today as well, correct? As well as doing Skillshare and that side of things? I do, but it's very minimal. So I, the only client work I do is basically sponsored content at the moment and, and custom campaigns. So it's all uh, like content-based. So um, they're not, yeah, so they're not affiliates. They're like it's paid sponsored content, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube. Yeah. Um, which is still, but but when it comes to like design work, like doing logos and brand work, um, I'm very selective on the clients. So I don't take on as many um, of those at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm really, if I do take on, I'm, I'm really more trying to get clients in the tech, NFT, crypto space, web, you know, gaming space. I'm into that. So sometimes it's like, you don't really, you know, I, I, I just say no a lot. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Only working with the ones you're good at. And I guess seeing you've built up these multiple revenue streams and you can be picky like that and you can choose, pick and choose who you want to work with and, and easily say no to the others. Um, for other freelancers out there that are trying to get clients using the likes of social media, what would be like your best tips? Um, whether it's a graphic designer, website designer, sort of any sort of freelancer, uh, to get clients through social. So for me, it's all about building trust and relationships. A lot of people are introverted and they don't take initiative. But you actually have to, the way you increase your chances is by talking to more people, collaborating with people, right? And getting, you know, referrals. So for me, I'm very strong on building connections with other people that, whether it's a designer, a social media person, whatever, um, that can send me work or send me clients. Or if it's a designer that has too much work, they can send me work. And so I've built strategic relationships like that. So if I ever, you know, if I'm having a, a, you know, a low month or whatever, I can just reach out and say, hey, like, do you have a referral? Like I'm looking for a client or whatever, and they can send me. And sometimes I get clients now where, um, you know, I pay my friend a commission, 20% or whatever it is, you know, um, if they send me, you know, a client, which is great, you know. And then, so it's all about building those connections, building those relationships. Um, and then also I would say, um, like post content, you know, the way you get noticed is by giving value. Okay. And so you need to understand who's your ideal client. We'll find where they are, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever, and create content that helps them solve a problem. And so it will help you establish yourself as an expert and help them see you as someone who can help them. And then what you want to do is, is, is try and, you know, get in a conversation in a DM or like, you know, comment on their posts or whatever and try and get on the call with these people because then it goes back to building rapport. You can build rapport with them. They can see your personality, see that you're trying to help them. Um, and that, I think that's really going to, going to help you. But at the end of the day, like you have to put in the effort. It's not easy. Like, you know, when you grow an audience, like we have, we have a big audience, it's easier to attract clients. Yeah. But when you're starting out, you have to really, you know, talk to a lot of people and try not to spam. It's all about just giving value, creating connection. Um, and yeah, man, that, that, that's probably what I'll do. Um, obviously you can go to conferences and, you know, do networking events or you can sign up for BNI, which is like a business group and you got to pay and stuff. But it's like, I, like I've seen those things, but they don't, yeah, it's a bit harder to do it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think the one around just putting out the valuable content is huge. Cause even if you don't have an audience of like a potential client, if you meet a client at a networking event or you do that and then they look you up, they see your content, they get a ton of value. Correct. By the time you get on the call with someone like they already know so much about you, they already trust you, like, which gets rid of a lot mm-hmm. of the, 
like barriers that people would put up like they don't want to get sold this and trust and and all of that so mm-hmm. um especially if you put That's them together it. right like if you put out content and you're reaching out with people lots of effort but in the long run definitely um it's worth it definitely worth and it's it. like evergreen bro like it's exponential growth like it's a compound effect yeah so that's why i teach designers and people like it you want to attract clients you don't want to go get clients because then you're chasing the ball like you want them to come to you the only way to do that is by putting out free content you know and like even for me like i've gotten clients from youtube someone saw my lo- a logo design video that and then they'll throw a beauty business in the u.s and then she's like, oh, I saw that you had a friendly personality and like, I'm not a designer. I'm just like a business person. So I thought like, reach out and see if you want to do my logo. And then boom, that was like, you know, a thousand dollar project or whatever it was oh, yeah. like yeah. four years ago, like just from putting out some videos that I thought was bad, but like to someone else, it was like valuable, you know? So just yeah, like don't underestimate the power of content, you know? Yeah. I've had some awful videos on YouTube that have <laughs> brought in some awesome <laughs> clients. Um, and when yeah. I look back at them, I'm like, why did people even watch these? But, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just, just got to get started with it, eh? Yeah. You just got to, you just got to hit, just take action. That's the thing, you know? And congrats, by the way, I saw you hit 40K on YouTube now. 50, just at 50. Yeah. 50. So pretty yeah, stoked with that. That's awesome, man. I love that. Cheers, so good. You'll be there pretty soon. Yeah. On the way. <laughs> Slowly, yeah. yeah. Now, if a, like if a freelancer sort of takes action on that, they start building up their audience, building up their personal brand, they're getting clients from it. Uh, what would be your best advice around sort of productizing themselves or building passive income streams off that? Because that's something you've done well, like you've built up your audience and then I see you've got affiliate links and Skillshare and what, what's your best advice around that for people? I'd say start off with something small. I think a course, um, or a YouTube channel is a lot of effort doing video, even though the world is moving, like we have to do video now, like it's just part of every platform. Um, I think just start with something small. So for, for me, I'd say the best thing is create like something like an ebook or a checklist um, or a digital template. So for example, if you're a, a web designer or a band designer or something like that, um, or a creative, you can create um, a simple like, you know, presentation template or like something that even like Canva templates, like if you're into Canva, like you can make a whole yeah. pack and sell it to a client for like, you know, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. And then they can use that. And so it's like, just start with something small that you can create and use assets that you've already used on client projects or personal projects. Just reuse your assets. You know, for me, like early on, I made a, a $15 texture pack. I used to, so I had my camera. I went to my grandma's farm, took photos of like aluminium and, and like rust and all that stuff and made like a 50 texture pack. And I've made like over a thousand bucks on that Yeah, you know, over, over the years, obviously, but just something simple like that. And it doesn't take long to make. I'm not saying you're going to get guaranteed sales because it just does, just because you put something out there doesn't mean you're going to make sales unless you promote it and push it. But yeah, try and find something that's, that's simple um, that it can be implemented easily, but also something that's like relevant to either your clients or like, other people who want to learn what you want to do. So you basically, yeah, you have two people, your clients, your client, ideal client, and then people who are looking up to you. So for me, other designers want to learn what I do. So I, I will share my templates on like how to present a logo or a brand, um, you know, or my texture packs or a logo pack. Yeah. But if it was for a client, I could probably do like Canva templates because clients are not designers. They don't use Adobe, you know, for example. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. 
that's some a good way how you actually go into thinking about like who your audience is and what's actually going to help them um because i think a lot of people skip that step of they sort of just chuck something yeah. out which is good i guess for testing but it, it is really important mm. to go over yeah what um who your audience is how you can help them and just have a think about it eh? mm-hmm. 100%. i notice um a lot of well not a lot of but i've seen a few designers especially go in and build like templates for different affiliate products almost so they'll, they'll build a template to like give away uh for like a mm. website designer like i've seen people do it with click funnels and so on which also seems mm-hmm. to be a pretty effective strategy pretty much what you're saying but instead of selling it up front they're getting the affiliate commission each month on the mm-hmm. back end which is um also i guess pretty pretty wicked yeah like i like i've there's so many like apps out there that you can even become an affiliate for free like based on your you know company like for me i've used things like design cuts envato free pick vecteezy like there's so many like tools some subscription based things they give you 30 percent most of the time yeah and like if you you can put that on your website or maybe you just want to push one affiliate really well and build a long-term relationship that's probably better instead of just having heaps because that's what i've learned it's better to have like one where you have like a six month thing and they can increase your commission like try and get in contact with the man the partner manager or whatever um but yeah, like hundred percent. Like, I think affiliate affiliates easy. Like, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do much. All you have to do is like, it's up to you how much you want to promote them, like, and how much effort. Like, it's that's the thing with affiliates, you know. So if you know your audience, like this tool, you actually use it, then you can recommend it to other people because you know it works for you. Then other people can use it, and you can make a little bit of cash on the back end. Um, yeah, so totally recommend that. Yeah, and like you say, chucking them in your Skillshare classes and, and finding as many places that you can publish it that'll help people and generate your commissions. That's it, everywhere. Email list, you know, your your IG, um, buy a link, if, like if you have a set of links, like Linktree or whatever. Yeah, 100%, man. It, it's going to benefit. You're going to get more clicks that way. Yeah. Now, a lot of people that are listening to the podcast have probably already seen a ton of my content on Instagram growth and strategy and mm. stuff like that but i'd like yeah, to yeah. hear your like your overall strategy for instagram because you've obviously smashed it 100k plus followers on your personal brand um yeah a lot of clients built up your skillshare classes with it what um i guess is like your main tips or strategy i guess to building your audience um so far mm-hmm. so for me the there's three key things number one is content so you need to create valuable, practical, educational, and entertaining content, basically. And you need to do that consistently. So if you can do daily posting, I recommend that. If you can't, do as much as you can, whether it's four posts a week, you know, or five posts, whatever. Because the more chances, the more content you put out there, you're basically helping the algorithm um, to get you refer to more people, more accounts, more profiles, etc. So for me, it's like constantly deliver value. And make sure the content is like the best it can be. Like even if you like one hack you can do is like go to YouTube and follow the, the best um, creators in, in your niche and then click on the most popular videos and see what has done the best and just copy and basically like I'm not saying copy it word for word, but like take that their 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 title, their keywords, um, some of the information in their video and like add your personality and spin to it and like recreate that piece of content because most likely it'll do well because it's like a trending topic another site is like quora i go on quora to search for like questions what are designers what are people asking about design and i can take that and make a piece of content for it 
So content is the most important thing. If your content sucks and your message sucks, no one's going to click on the post. And yeah. obviously, um, it brings up to the second point where it's like, it, for me, it's like design is important. So like, is it visually interesting? You know, like, is it going to, uh, is it grabbing attention? And it goes back to like, even if you create a rule, like my strategy now is like adding reels into the mix because every, like carousels are actually dying out. So for me, I'm getting really low reach at the moment on carousels. Yeah. Whereas 2020, 2021, that I got to hundred K just with carousels. But now it's like, nah, I'm going to put reels in there, add a bit of videos. But back to the point of like design, we can relate that to like, okay, craft a good hook at the start, make your videos really snappy and onto the point. They don't have to be very produced, but just make it interesting, engaging, and have a lot of cuts and interesting uh, movement, etc. And then lastly, the third thing is engagement. So when I mean engagement is like you need to have set, you know, an hour or a couple of hours a day, reply on the top, you know, accounts, um, the, the, the top accounts in your niche. Um, so then you can, you can get noticed on, on the page and so people can see you. Um, I'd also say do collaborations, whether it's like an Instagram live or a, a joint reel, um, or, you know, do run a giveaway, a competition, whatever it is, like collaborate with as many people as you can. Um, and then, yeah, just spend time talking to people, replying. Um, one hack is like, I like replying to IG stories as well. Oh, yeah. That's a good one to get people's DMs. You know, I'm sure you, you share a lot of these tips as well, but yeah, that, that's some of the, those are the three things I think are important when it comes to Instagram. But if you niche down and focus on one thing and just like keep like reusing content that does well and see what works, test every month what's working, you're going to grow and you'll get to hundred K. It will take effort and time, but you can get there. Yeah. And I love what you said about um, reverse engineering, like the content, like trying to work out what people are searching for, what people are struggling with, and then just finding a way to deliver it to them in a way that looks great from a design perspective. Um, because like, yeah, it, it just makes it so much easier when you actually figure out like what are people into. Um, yes. And Facts. then you don't have to guess because otherwise you have to guess what content people are into. You have to guess the design. You have to it just takes a lot of that out of um out of it and i also yeah. definitely like the idea of replying to stories because i feel like when it comes to networking on instagram lots of people are sort of spam mm -hmm. the hey love your content sort of stuff in the dms <laughs> yeah. uh but if you reply to a story it comes across as like much more genuine um yeah more organic and that's what you want to be you want to try and be as organic as possible and you know and build relationships yeah now touching i guess a bit more on that design side of things for people watching this mm -hmm. who I guess aren't experts in design, who aren't freelancers, who are maybe business owners, social media managers, what mm -hmm. would be like your main couple design tips? Uh, I guess basic stuff that you see a lot of people do wrong or mistakes that could be improved on uh, when it comes to design for people that sort of aren't as clued up as others. Yeah, I think the, a few of the main things is like topography. I feel like learning how to use like text and typography is important because it affects readability. You want things to be legible and readable. So learning to use the right amount of white space when you do it, whether it's a carousel or a post, you know, so um, white space, having hierarchy. So understanding like he what's a headline, what's a body paragraph um, and never put too much text. People do not read. People scan. Okay. Even if it's a video, you want to have like one or two lines. You don't want to have like beyond two lines because it just needs to be short and um, snappy. So yeah, learning to use text well, um, picking the right fonts 
You know, there's so many free fonts out there. Try and it doesn't always have to be a clean font. You can use script or whatever, but just make sure that it's con- it's the it connects with your personality and your brand, but also that it's readable, legible, and that it's, people can scan through it really quickly. Another thing is like learning to use colors. A lot of people have bad contrast, so it can actually hurt the eyes. And like a lot of people read on phones and digital screens, and if something doesn't look good, like it's gonna make your eyes fatigued. Yeah. Okay. So people don't want to strain their brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the brain's straining just trying to squint and look at something that has bad color ratio and, and, and um, contrast. So learning to use contrast well, learning to minimize the amount of colors and fonts, keep things simple, like three or less. Like that's a, that my general rule. Um, three you know, or less and colors. if you need to, Yeah, like yeah. you don't need, yeah, I'd say three or less colors. So like have like a main background color and then have like your main brand color and then like a secondary color whether it's like a gray or white or something just subtle um you know so that's what i recommend when it comes to like color um and typography really those are the, those are the main things and then lastly like use the right imagery so i i use envato elements and it has great 3d images um you can use things like icon scout as well they got like great illustrations and images so that makes your content a bit more interesting a bit more you know visual so people are visual you know, humans are visual, so try and appeal to that side of the brain and um, add some of those things. And you can pay a subscription as cheap as, like, you know, 15 bucks a month. Like, it's affordable. Yeah. And you can add some graphics, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes it pop. I notice a lot of them that do really well have, have got some sort of imagery on them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. What um, would you say, if you were starting, I guess, on the social media scene, like, today – what mm. platform slash trends would you be focused on? Like, would you still today suggest people go hard on YouTube or Instagram, or do you recommend people go all in on TikTok? Or I guess, yeah. For what, what do you suggest today? Good question, man. Um, for me, I I've still I love I love YouTube. I think building a YouTube channel is one of the biggest, best things um, because not only it's the best platform for monetization, Yeah, I would recommend TikTok, but the monetization is not the best on it. And it's a younger audience, right? They don't have money, right? So for me, YouTube is the best long-term play because you make money from AdSense, you can make money from sponsors, you can make money from affiliates. Not only that, but you generate a whole channel's worth of content so you can, you know, send people that link and now and and they're going to see that you're an expert and you have you can solve their problems by, you know, heaps of content. Secondly, um, it's just like better for your personal brand as well because you're going to learn so many skills along the process. You're going to learn video editing. You're going to learn, you know, and I'm not saying you have to do it yourself. Like it's when you start out, it's okay, but you can eventually outsource it, you know. Yeah. But you'll learn like how to be more confident, how to speak better in front of a camera. Um, you know, you'll learn how to do, how to come up with titles, headlines, thumbnails, content ideas, how to think different, um, you know? And so those skills are so valuable to me because it's going to affect every part of my business. So that's why I'd say go hard on YouTube, build a business on that. And, um, yeah, I think in the long term it, it's the best, but obviously these days I probably, yeah, attack YouTube and, and TikTok because I've seen some of my friends, um, they've grown in six months on TikTok because of virality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that, that's personally what I would suggest. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much in a similar position, I guess, as well. I think YouTube's an incredible platform that, um, 
is awesome. And TikTok, I think TikTok's a good way to get traffic to another platform, like a good way to get traffic to Instagram mm. or to, to YouTube yeah. or so on. Um, yep. Like you say, you can go viral, get that across there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you using TikTok at the moment or? Not really, but I think I'm going to start doing it as I'm starting to put out more reels on my personal side of things. I think I'm just going to yeah. throw them up on TikTok. Let's use the same video. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, man. Yeah. Save myself time. Yeah. Uh, and it's just another way of putting the content out there. Um, I also think the cool thing about YouTube uh, is it's because it's a higher barrier to entry, like you're going to mm-hmm. get less competition uh, and less people like ripping Correct. you off. Because like someone can, <laughs> yeah. if you put out a lot of content on Instagram, you can get people just rip off the same thing in a minute and then put it yeah. up. And there's so many it, other it accounts. Yeah, I agree with you. It even happens like sometimes, I, one time I had some guy take my Skillshare course and put it on YouTube. Far like out. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and I was trying to get them to like flag it and cancel it. And I messaged him, but that happens as well, man. So yeah, it sucks. But um, yeah. Yeah. If, people, people are dodgy, man. If they steal your YouTube videos, um, it usually comes up in the studio the way. Cause I, I've seen a few people that have just like reposted yeah, on YouTube yeah. and YouTube just detects it straight away. Uh, but if it's, it's so much better now, like the technology. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting. Copyright and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The searchable side of thing, I think on YouTube as well is pretty cool. Like, like you say, you just build up this catalog of content. That's always there. It's the biggest, second biggest search engine in the world. Google owns it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, even when I search things on Google now, it, it just pops up with videos at the top of the list now, like from YouTube. So if I need a problem, I just watch a quick video, and like solves my problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and if you can get yeah. your videos ranking there, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Tricky to do because you usually only show like a couple, but if you can get yourself in there, it's it's insane. Um, yeah. So, so true. Yeah. Now, I don't have too many more questions, to be honest, mate, but one of the big ones That's- I think... I think we've covered a lot here is like, what would you say have been your biggest mistakes that if you could go back and sort of like give yourself advice to shorten the curve, um, what would you say they've been, well, maybe it's not even personal mistakes, but mistakes you see a lot of other people make that you would like want to tell them. Mm. Yeah. So I think, um, not specializing soon enough. So I think always like specializing and niching down is so key. Obviously, I do believe if you're just beginning out, like explore, experiment, try stuff out. But eventually, you have to like come to a point where it's like, okay, I got to stick with something. Yeah. Because to become known for something, you have to master that thing. You know, if you look at all the great philosophers, inventors, you know, Einstein and you know Thomas Edison, all these people, they focus on their craft, on their one thing. So it's like if you specialize and, and put project one voice, one message, then it's going to build your authority, your, your, your personality. You're going to be so knowledgeable in that things that you can charge higher prices. You can, you know, your services and products, you just know what to do. Like, and that's why I say, yeah, for me, I should have done that earlier. instead of just doing too many things. Like I was doing illustration and I was doing logos and uh, photo manipulation, a bunch of stuff. Right. But I've learned like when you craft a social media or a channel or a business, specialize master that thing and like craft your unique experience. The second thing I'll say is have a process. So whether it's a content creation process, whether it's a client process for your client projects, project management, make sure you build a solid process that you build templates to save you time um, and constantly refine that process with each new project or client, refine it, make it better because it's all about the customer experience. If you can improve that overall, 
it's going to have a, a, a great effect on your business and even on your sanity. So you're not always like wasting time, like building stuff from scratch. Yeah. You know? Cause I used to build stuff from scratch, but then I realized like, you know, I can just buy assets online or buy a subscription and I get like all these assets and I can just like use them and add my own, like customize it, but you know, save my time. So I'd say like, those are the, the biggest things. And then, um, one more thing is like outsourcing for me. I didn't really outsource cause I'm really attached to my creati- creativity and my design process. So for me, if you're like, if you want to build a business, it's good to outsource, like, because trying to do too many things, I'll be honest, it's hard juggling everything. And now I've got a kid, it's even harder. So it's like, I, I outsource some stuff to some freelancers here and there, not as much as I should be doing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but because I have so many, I have a large skill set. I'm very fast with my tools and my apps. Um, but yeah, if you're, yeah, early on the journey, I think if you can find, you know, some cheap freelancer to help you, you know, whether it's writing emails or researching or, you know, designing thumbnails, you know, small jobs, I recommend doing that. But, um, those are some of the mistakes I made early on, man. Yeah. I think that's huge, especially the whole like processes side of things, which probably also leans into outsourcing as well. Uh, those things that you can put time into building once and then it serves you forever, whether it be, uh, something in Photoshop or whether it be creating a system that a virtual assistant can use to help you do something, um, which is massive and something I'm trying to learn a bit more myself. (laughs) Yeah. All my journey, man. I'm always learning too. Don't worry. Oh yeah. I don't think anyone's got it all figured out. Um, it'd be (laughs) pretty boring if you did. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So Uh, this has been a pretty awesome conversation, man. Uh, where can people find more about you? Um, I'll link it all below for people that, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, cheese man, I appreciate that. Um, basically, you can find me on jeremymura.com. Got some resources on there. You can even download my, I got a free brand identity ebook on there. You can also find me on YouTube, Jeremy Mura Design. Just type in my name, you'll find some tutorials. And also on Skillshare, just search my name, Jeremy Mura, and you'll find some courses. If you want to learn graphic design, brand identity, and logos, then that's the place to go. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Happy to chat on in any on the DMs. I'm always happy to give free advice and yeah, appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome, man. Yeah. I'll have that all linked down below for people that want to find that out. And, um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Got some awesome classes on there. Cheers. Thanks so much.